Hey, good evening, Facebook uh, and YouTube. What's up, Keisha? Hey, how are you? I'm all right. Hey, listen, listen for everybody that's uh, joining in. Hopefully, uh, people from the group join in. We just had one to go live. We just talk about a couple issues. Um, Shakita was supposed to join us, but she couldn't join us tonight. <clears throat> and one of the issues that we wanted to talk about was the Breonna Taylor issue. Um, anybody that's in the group watching, if you want to participate in the show, you're more than welcome to join us with the comments and um, be in the show. We're going to, we want to discuss just two quick issues. And one of them is the Brianna Taylor issue of, uh, you know, of the settlement. Uh, let me, I'm going to read the article and then we'll just, me and Keisha will discuss it and we'll go from there. And I'm going to just read the article, the, the one source from USA Today. If y'all don't mind, just hold up one second. Hold up. You know, I don't want to just let everybody know that her family. Hold on. Well, a family reached Brianna, Brianna Taylor's family reached a um, reached a settlement with Louisville, Kentucky, for twelve million dollars, and also within that, within the um, within the settlement, it's allegedly some police reform um, before before the judges get a, before they get a warrant to search. As well, they also have to. Uh, they also have to shift supervisor. For those that don't know, with Breonna Taylor shooting, they they raided the wrong house. It was a no knock warrant. No knock warrants is very famous in some states. Uh, this is what they do when they feel like um the person that they're gonna arrest is a, a high risk for maybe running or wanted for serious charges. They have these things called no knock warrants in many states. So with Breonna Taylor's case, she was killed accidentally, allegedly, by officers serving a no-knock warrant. They had allegedly charged her boyfriend at first with charges because he had shot back at the police. He didn't know who they was. So the case is well known. So we're just going to give a little backdrop on the case. So allegedly, Keisha, they the family settled for $12 million. What's your thoughts, Keisha? I mean, I guess I, I understand why they would settle. I mean, I don't understand why the people aren't convicted prior to the settlement. I mean, I think the settlement is going to come either way. I feel like that makes you frustrated as a protester of it, that um, you're looking for justice, you're looking for the police to go to jail, and it's almost as if money... Um, absolve or corrects everything. Money doesn't fix it when the person is not coming back. Um, then I look at it as a taxpayer. I'm a black woman. 
So when you think about it, you're burying your people and you're paying for it. Mm. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm not just, really sure what this element. I'm going to just read, read a portion of the uh, article. It said, after months of protests that turned Breonna Taylor's name into national slogan against police violence, city officials agreed to pay her family $12 million and institute changes aimed at preventing future deaths by officer. The agreements announced Tuesday settled a wrongful death lawsuit brought by the young woman's family as her mother, her lawyers, and leading activists walked into the council chambers alongside the mayor. There was a momentary show of unity after most of nightly, sometimes violent demonstrators that have left Kentucky's largest city boarded up. It comes six months after the death of Miss Taylor, 26-year-old emergency room technician in a botched drug raid. But before the state's attorney general has said whether the officers involved in the shooting, a key demand of protesters. My administration, this is the statement from the mayor, my administration is not waiting to move ahead with needed reforms to prevent a tragedy like this from ever happening again. Um, just, just the They're not prepared to move ahead? They, they, they said they don't want to wait. Basically, oh, the mayor okay. said he don't want to wait until something happened again before they do uh, reform. One of the one of the one of the notes that we want to say is that um, Tamika Mallory and my son are activists that have been down there. I know that um, both of them made statements in reference to the settlement and said that this settlement usually happens in every case like this, and they're not going to rest until justice. Um, I, I as somebody who is a a huge supporter of what Tamika Mallory and my son does. I understand what they're saying. However, this 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 situation, I believe, is a little tricky, and I think that most people don't understand it. When you do, when you do, Keisha have a civil suit. Uh, most civil suits are not an admission of guilt, and most civil suits usually require NDAs. Keisha, as somebody that, that does some things with contracts, could you could you explain that a little bit? So you can't disclose whatever you agree to. That's what you signed in a way, so you can't talk about it. Um, again, I like Tamika Mallory. Is she getting paid? Is my son getting paid? Like, money changes. Uh, changes the scenario for a lot of people. And I'm going to say in these type of circumstances, money changes it a lot for black people. Um, you know, $12 million, I guess that's a good settlement. She, I don't believe she had any kids. So, you know, $12 million is not going to replace my son. I'm not going to be happy with a $12 million settlement. That's me. But I also understand on the reverse, you get that kind of money, the things that you could do with that kind of money. So I get why people are conflicted, but I would want those people in the jail, under the jail, in the jail for life. So I guess that's where I struggle with some of these settlements. The money going to come anyway because they listen. Yeah, that's Keisha. That's one of the things that we had discussed before. Like you know, and I even I put it to the group because I know that a lot of people do have some type of law 
in their background and know a little bit about case law is that this this case is a little different than the usual cases of uh police brutality and so forth and so on um this case it involves basically uh a mistake and i hate to say it like that and i'm not trying to minimize her death i'm actually trying to get shed some light to it is that when they the no knock warrant when they got to the house and busting the house her boyfriend started shooting because he thought they was intruders they were shooting back in the house they shot so many bullets in the house they went to the next apartment unfortunately our sister brianna taylor died um who my whole thing has always been when people say justice for brianna taylor when she does need justice is if you're an officer i always try to ask people if you put yourself in the officer's shoes if the officer did not get the warrant and he just happened to be there, is he liable? You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he's not liable, but I'm I'm just saying I'm asking people in the chat and I'm asking people, is he liable? A lot of, a lot of us may think he's liable because he should have known or not. I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not that well versed of uh Kentucky law and what's liable, but um to speak on what you're speaking about is that a lot of times we'll see that people get killed and we'll be out on the mountaintops hollering for justice for the person and you don't see their family out protesting because the family signs non-disclosure agreements within these settlements. I mean, it's happened numerous cases. Um, unfortunately, even with Eric Garner's case, I mean, some of his family got some money and then his daughter's one of his daughters died fighting for justice for Eric Garner, never got it. And it's like, it continues happening this way. Like, we always. What was the one that you, we talked about earlier? The one who, who fiance. Who, who we were talking about Sean Bell. Yeah. We were talking about Sean Bell. Sean Bell's case is the same thing that, um, from what I understand, with his case, they gave his fiance some money. But she never felt as though it was justice. And then the two kids, the one guy that got shot with him was still trying to fight it. I mean, and this happened happened with Abelo Mawima when he was sodomized by the jokers in New York. I mean, so we we see these cases a lot, Keisha. And it's like everybody from celebrities to basketball players have been talking about stars and everybody justice for Breonna Taylor and at the end of the day it just came out that they took the bag and that was quick I mean honestly anybody that know anything about uh, civil suits six months so it must it must have been some negotiating going on at least 60 days ago it's probably some anarchy so I'm gonna say this and I don't want anybody to get mad but I want them to do some research um, a lot of the protesters and the BLM people are um, white people will burn this MF down. We won't. We, we will threaten. We will say we will. But we won't do it because realistically, we just want to be left alone and to be treated like we 100% human. Um, the white people, those those um, people that was a part of the Black Liberation and and, and they and they wanted to join with Malcolm X, he wouldn't allow them. They grandkids done entered the building, and they are 
tearing shit up. So that's the only reason because Kentucky done twelve million dollars in six months. Cases don't move that fast. Cases don't move that fast. Like I don't, we're not recognizing, but with everything going on, it's a lot of tearing up going on in the streets. Whether it's this, the BLM protesters, whether it's the people who don't have no money um, due to COVID and things not being a hundred percent open, you know, we're not doing as well as what we we like to pretend that we're doing right now. And I think people are working to try to get us to some normalcy. So if it's give them some money so Tamika Mallory and Portia from The Real Housewives and Yandy from Love and Hip Hop, all these people stop coming down here, they're going to give out some money. Yeah, well, uh, one, one person in the chat said, um, so what happened if they don't sign the NDN? It's called the NDA, Non-Disclosure Agreement. A lot of times, the you don't get a nothing choice. unless you yeah, sign you don't the have NDA. A the, N, the NDA. The NDA is actually part of the negotiating to getting the money, and this happens in a lot, a lot of civil cases. Uh, quite sure, it's people in the chat that have sued their jobs. Uh, this this is a, a known thing in a civil case to get a so for somebody to sign a non disclosure agreement. So this is very very important. Um, that we that we pay attention to this and like Keisha said, like for twelve million dollars for a place like Kentucky to give this out so quickly is kind of rare. Um, it's kind of strange and it's kind it's not normal. Um, at the end of the day, I know that like I said, I'm not going to uh, pass any judgment on my son and Tamika Mallory. I particularly, out of all the activists, these two people have been on the front line, and I believe that they are very sincere in all the efforts that they're doing. However, we, we gotta be mindful of uh, the powers that be that continue doing the same game to us. No, no, the, the civil suit is not a mission of guilt. It's, it's not a mission of guilt. It's basically, uh, uh, as they say, um, I won't contest it. Like if you're in a criminal case and they charge you with something, you'd be like, I won't contest it. It's not an omission of guilt. It's basically, we know something happened. We just want to let it go. And you, you're going to take this money and we ain't going to talk about it. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, you know the guilty. That's why they've come to some type of agreement. But when the, the NDAs and all these things come into place, they're not admitting any guilt. Yeah. Basically, basically with the NDA, Nobody could discuss the parameters of the case, um, and they're still looking for criminal charges. And whether whether the attorney general wants to step in or the justice department wants to step in, that's a whole different circumstance. And um, you know, one of the, one of the things that do I forget what sports team they asked Mitch McConnell to actually step in. They wrote a letter to Mitch McConnell to step in and try to get him involved because he is over Kentucky. But he hasn't gotten involved as of yet, and um, you know, so this is this is something that we just want people to to be aware of, and you know, I know it's a lot of frustration when we see this going on with people accepting money during these settlements. Like I said, people hooting and hollering in the street, 
protesting all across the land for justice for Breonna Taylor. And then when you see their family take the bag, it's like, really? Let me tell y'all something. Y'all harp all day about that Donald Trump. If y'all don't get that damaged McConnell out there, no matter who president, that's just another thing that came to my mind. What get, get Mitch McConnell out of office, huh? If they don't get that damn Mitch, I don't think that we really understand that Trump is the president and everything else. I don't know if we really understand how much power Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi have. I, I just wonder, but you know. yeah, that's that's that's, that's a whole just my issue. two cents. Yeah, that that's a whole other issue for another day. Yeah, that's just my two cents. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely um, get I'm going to digress. I can't. <laughs> I'm not going we'll, we'll definitely get into that. Um, so that's that's the latest on the Breonna Taylor thing. I mean, we don't want to go no further because uh, that's that. One of, the, one of the other things is that um, it's a situation going on with ICE where one of the nurses in ICE, one of the nurses at ICE accused the immigrant, they accused an ICE whistleblower nurse alleges hysterectomies on immigrant women in U.S. Okay, the complaint condemns the practice and conditions at the private Irwin County Detention Center in Georgia. It is based on the allegations of whistleblower, a nurse identified as Dawn Wooten. She worked at the center, which houses immigrants detained by ICE. As part of a complaint filed Monday, Ms. Wooten expressed concern about the high number of hysterectomies performed on the Spanish-speaking women at the center. The nurse said detained women told her they did not fully understand why they had to get a hysterectomy, an operation involving the removal of all or part of the uterus. The complaint also alleges jarring medical neglect during the coronavirus pandemic, including a refusal to test detainees with symptoms and fabricating medical records. I became a whistleblower and now I'm a target, Ms. Wooten said at the press conference Tuesday. I'll, I'll be a target anytime, she said, rather than staying part of what she called an inhumane system. Speaking to reporters, Wooten alleged gross misconduct at the center with respect to COVID-19 precautions and said she was demoted after protesting the conditions of staying home while symptomatic. So Keisha, ICE yep. allegedly is giving Spanish-speaking women immigration down in Georgia hysterectomies without them fully understanding what's going on. Are we surprised? Are we surprised? This is what America does. They got African and what kind of Latino? They they didn't say. Oh, I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. This is what we do. I'm a, I'm gonna ask you a question. When when we 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 always talk about um conspiracy theories, which a lot of us then start speaking about history of definitely the uh, African American, the foundational Black American that. American descendants of slaves in this country we're dealing with um, this government and all types of medical experiments. Mm -hmm. Is this is this why you say you're not surprised? Yes. Mm -hmm. 
You know how they learn about women's bodies and gynecology? Experimenting on black women. No, I'm not surprised. I mean, and here's the thing about conspiracy theories. Like, I'm not a big I, I try to be objective about The conspiracies come from someplace. And many times, it's truth to it. It's truth to why a person is a conspiracy. Now, listen, we have some um, people that's off the wall and they all over the place, but it's reasons why people come up with these conspiracies, right? Because there's some truth to it. The has some truth to it. So, you know, by conspiracy theorists. And I'm also not shocked by why why we, particularly black people, I'm even gonna say brown people, don't trust anything that that happens in the United States. It's a reason why. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't just pull it out of the air. Clearly things have changed, but not really. So that's why people don't trust anything. I don't trust. I don't trust anything. You think it, so? That it all goes back to what we discussed before, where you know, when when black women go to the doctors and they say y'all got to be strong. Like if you if you go to the doctor and you tell your doctor you're in First, pain. Uh, it's a whole myth. It's a whole that strong black woman thing. I I absolutely hate it. You know, that's why when we go to the doctors, you know, they don't pay attention to our pain. Many of us are dying in childbirth because we're so strong. So when, you know, when we tell you that we're hurting, no one believes us. Like, I, I hate that strong black woman thing. So, and I, and I get it. I know we look at that as a badge of honor. Um. But it's annoying. I'm a strong woman. Yes. I'm still a woman. I still might cry and cut you. Like, I'm still a woman. Like, I don't, you know, it's some things I just have to do. Um, It doesn't mean that it doesn't break you down when you do it. It's just that what you have to do. You know what I mean? I'm not so sure if we're so much mentally stronger than any other woman. I don't know. That's just my perspective on it. One of the one of the things I want people to look at is it's a very good book out. It's called Medical Apartheid, and it's written by Harriet Washington, mm-hmm. and it speaks about the African Americans' experience in America, the medical mm-hmm. experiment, and it speaks about all the experiments that have been taking place on um, black women in this country. I mean, we're you know. dying in childbirth now. Like, people, you know, having a baby, that's close to death. But in in 2020, it should be few and far between of women dying in childbirth. I, I challenge people to look up how many Black women is dying in childbirth. It's more than it should be. It's more than it should be? 
It's more than it should. So those those are just two issues we wanted to shed some light on, Keisha. Um, the Brianna Taylor situation, like I said, hopefully it's fluid. Hopefully we we get some more information in regards to justice. Um, Wait, it's, it is one issue that I want to touch base on. And believe it or not, we all don't really like politics. Um, but the Bob Woodard thing, right? Oh, for those that, for those that don't know, Keisha, Keisha is alluding to Bob Woodard came out and said that President he he was interviewing President Trump, and President Trump uh, had knew about the coronavirus and knew how dangerous the coronavirus was way before the, they let the American public know. And Bob Woodard came out. Bob Woodard actually went on sixty minutes. For those that don't know who Bob Woodard was, Bob Woodard was the one of the leading journalists in the Watergate scandal years ago. Um, he broke that story. He's considered a top journalist in this country. He's a top journalist. Okay. And I'm not excusing Trump. I'm not excusing whoever else was in the room when they told Trump whatever they told Trump. Allegedly. Allegedly. I was taught if you know, say something. Right? So... I may not be a fan of Trump, but he's correct when he said, in my opinion, when he says, if what I knew and what I did was so bad, then Bob Woodard should have said something too. In my opinion, he's correct. As an American, this is why we're wearing masks. I'm wearing masks so you don't get sick. It's not for me. It's for the next person, right? He he complicit too. And it just annoys me that we so Trump tardy right now. We're not seeing that none of these people mean us no good. None of them. So yeah, that's what I because yeah. I didn't have any topics. This was your you think, Shakita thing. Yeah. Do you think do you think that Trump Trump um, the president has allowed himself to be the ultimate deflection for everything that's going wrong with the country. Not allowed himself, but he's like the easy target. So, so many times like, I think we blame him for everything. I do. When some things, like even if he does a good thing, no one is going to say he's doing a good thing. Um, I mean, I, I just don't know, and I, I'm, I read it somewhere, and then you and I talked about it, like Nancy Pelosi saying something like, "Oh, don't work with no Republicans." That's absolutely ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I put a police reform article. Um, it was particularly you know, focused on New Jersey and it was talking about Tim Scott, who's a, a Republican and he had a bill and nobody from the Democrat side would essentially work with him. That's ridiculous. Like, yeah. you know, like why aren't you guys in this whole thing we in the pandemic? Yeah. The streets are going crazy. People ain't got no money. You see it in New York. When you look at New York 
it's like a nice area here. You turn a corner, it's a not so nice area. Um, they meet in the middle. Eat, Keisha. Hey, hey, hello. We, we say it. So, and they're moving out of New York in abundance. You know, one of my low contracts, I, I help a moving company. They moving out of New York in abundance. They going anywhere to get their asses out. It, it don't have nothing to do with rent. It has something to do with New York ain't safe right now. Um, Pelosi called them back, I think, because of the post office. She called them back to figure out where people's stimulus check is, where uh, to fix unemployment. You know, you got these governors trying to balance a checkbook and you know how they balancing it they putting it on to us like yeah it's about it's it's one of, bad. one of one of the things that um we always discuss is like every situation that's going on right now becomes political i mean they've politicized the mask um and the and the divide and conquer tactic is being used so serious on our people that we don't even notice it where like you said they, they, Congress, they, the Democrats asked the House to come back in session so they could discuss the post office situation and what's going on with the post office. Just as quickly as they could do that, they could have done it for the stimulus. And even so much now, um, you put, you had an article earlier where legislators is going behind all their backs and trying to get a bipartisan bill passed because they're tired of. The leadership within both of the parties, the House and the Senate. And we need to look at those people that's trying to do that because they care about the people. They know the people is struggling. The post office been struggling. Y'all can put that on Trump all you want to, but the post office been struggling. It's been. The only reason that they called it back is because they worried about votes. They worried about you and I. They worried about votes. So it's not that and I think in a lot of ways, people think they know us when they don't. It's not about whether I like the Democrats or the Republicans or whether I like Trump or Biden. I don't like any of these MF. I don't like any of them. None of them mean me any good. That, that's how I feel. So I say all that to say I'm very objective and can look at all of them. I can look at them. I see through them. Um, and if, if if our whole thing is to get Trump out, it's fine. I don't think it's as easy as what we think it is because it's the demographics that lost them the election, they're not talking to. So we shall see. We shall that's see. How, that's how we discussed. But, um, Look, we're going to wrap the show up because I got something I need to do. I got to take care of some uh, house business in the uh, the Facebook group. I have to address the group that group specifically. Um, but uh, listen, um, for everybody that joined the show, we appreciate you guys joining the show tonight. We just wanted to address something quick about Breonna Taylor and as well as the situation with ICE and then Keisha uh, wanted to the thing with Bob Woodard. Um, I'm quite sure many people will disagree with her opinion. But, you know, your, everybody has an opinion. We just ask that um, we try to be objective and as open-minded as possible. 
and we just try to advocate that. That's what we try to advocate in the group. But sometimes people think that um we push an agenda and they, they don't they really don't know us personally enough for us to say whether what agenda we're pushing is just an assumption. With that, everybody have a blessed night and stay safe out there. Good night. <laughs> Good night.